welcome back. Welcome back to the land of the living. Uh, we know yet you've spent an, a many an arduous moment um, speaking to family members who have opposing worldviews, who believe that Eric Adams will be a a really decent mayor. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be great. And, and then today, just today, I saw the I I saw the the the. Uh, the news headline New York one dropped it. You know, Eric Adams is defending stop and frisk. Oh, it's a great idea. Oh, this, uh, yeah, this is, this is turning out well. (laughs) This is why, um, dear listeners of all orientations of all genders, binary and non-binary, we welcome you to the RVT program. I'm Pav. And I'm Ernesto. And uh, we welcome you to take a dip in the oasis of pop culture uh, away from the um, the neoliberal minds <laughs> that try to influence you into thinking that, hey, it's a good capitalism is a great system. And the more conservative minds that say that uh, uh, Ahmaud Arbery was just trespassing. Um, mm. fuck those people. Uh, fuck them. <laughs> and you know, uh, when the time comes, piss on their grave because hey, they're not taking vaccinations, so whatever. <laughs> um, but yes, this is your oasis, your home away from home, if you will. Uh, and we're gonna be talking sci-fi up the wazoo. Uh, yes, first up. <laughs> Ernesto, Erne- co-host Ernesto, my brother in arms. You. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to watch Cowboy Bebop together, and you dropped out after the second episode. You dug that knife right into my back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I sure did, Philip. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I gave you it that. a sh- <laughs> You killed me, buddy. you killed me guy (laughs) i gave it a shot man i um look look from the very announcement of this series we both had uh our hesitations and reservations right and then you know trailers dropped uh behind the scenes images dropped and we were just like uh who knows maybe they're i mean they're working they're working on it Um, could be good could be good yeah yeah and uh so you know they they drop the whole uh, series on netflix as netflix does uh because they don't do that you know piecemeal shit that amazon prime does that um that apple tv does no they're just like here here's all of it and you do with it whatever the fuck your time allows because you're an adult you know so (laughs) (laughs) And, right. and um, listen, I saw the first two episodes and I, I, I just can't deal, man. I just can't deal. I to me, it is at best and at, and by at best, I mean, like after five glasses of bourbon at best, an attempt at being an homage. And I think even that's being generous. 
Uh, I agree. I'm, okay. Okay. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Looking at, at, at the series, I keep thinking to myself, if I didn't know what Cowboy Bebop is at its core from the original anime, I would be looking at this show and going, hey, you know, this would probably be a good anime. That's just what I keep on saying in my head. And I just I just can't get into the show. I feel like it's trying to be something that nobody is asking for it to be or that it needed to be. Okay. All right. I feel like you're dancing around the the or you're tiptoeing around the things that really pissed you off. Like I'm asking you, uh, you know, straight up, what was the thing that was just like, you know what, this is my breaking point. You know, fuck this shit. I've had it, you know. Um I I I can't I can't I can't stands no more, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh I think it's it's two main things and they're very, you know, they're going to make me sound sound like a snob, you know, like oh, you know, he's an old school anime head and I am. Um there are certain shots where they try to replicate the bebop kind of moving through space as well as landing um, into an actual uh, dock. I, th- I, I don't know whether it was on Earth or one of the other colonized planets. And they do it in a way. <laughs> it kind of makes me laugh just thinking about it. They do it in a way where um, they are trying to break out of the flatness of 2D and give us a 3D perspective, which is something that anime does a lot to convey uh, cinematography, bringing real-life cinematography to an animated um, platform. And for a live-action Bebop to try to do the same thing, it's to me, it's, it's redundant. Um, it's very... I feel like it's unintelligent to those of us who are... Uh, at least moderately versed in watching anime. Uh, they're just like, hey, isn't this cool? It's like it's like the thing that you already know. Um, it's that. And the second thing is vicious. I don't buy him for a second. Uh, he's weird. He Right, right, right. He is... The way they characterize vicious, I mean... If they had, if they had put another villain in place of Vicious hmm. as this character, I would have bought it more. Huh. I would have bought like, um, if they had used the character from uh, Cowboy Bebop knocking on Heaven's Door, aka Cowboy Bebop the movie. Oh. If they have used Vincent Volaju as this villain, I would have bought it. Interesting. Like, like it would have been a different take on that character because I'm not I, I was never too attached to that villain, mm. unless that's see hold on uh, unless that is what they're planning to do. Oh, uh, right that uh, that 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 perked you up because uh, I'm just like this this version of vicious is so like 
God, Spike, I'll just, God damn you, Spike Spiegel. I'll <laughs> get you one day. And your friends, Faye Valentine and Jet Black, I will get you, you know, as he shakes his fist into the air. Because he, he, he's such a, like, they made him goofy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what if they change vicious into Vincent? Vincent is the real threat. Hmm. Vincent is the, because so far, um, I've only watched about, I'm, I'm, I'm more than a little halfway through. I'm up to episode eight. Hmm. And they've changed a lot. Um, now, mild spoilers for Cowboy Bebop. There is a moment in the anime that you have in, in the in the live action show that you haven't seen, mm-hmm. or at least I think you haven't seen. Uh, but Spike manages to um, send Vicious a warning, mm-hmm. which I'm like, no, that's not the way it should be, because <laughs> Vicious is the one that sends Spike warnings, like right. menacingly. Spike shouldn't be able to get to Vicious. <coughs> I'm choking on my own rage here. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't understand Netflix's point of view with regards to these uh, anime adaptations, especially with with Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop had the potential to be their Book of Boba. Uh, or their Mandalorian, if you will. Like, it had the potential to, like, open up a world where people would just be like, wow, that's fucking awesome. Instead, I notice where they made the cuts in in the budget in order to, like, save money. (laughs) Where? Especially, you haven't gotten to it, but they show... um, Jet Black's backstory. Oh. Now, Jet Black is a very divisive character in in the fact that he's kind of like he's very old school. He's he's very he's he's pretty much a misogynist. Mm. He he declares that he's a misogynist many times in the anime, where he's like, "Goddamn women, you can't trust them." You know, you gotta watch your wallets. Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's right. <laughs> all, all props to Bo Billingsley, the 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 voice, the tremendous voice actor who mm. voices Jet Black and brings life to that character. Mm. Um, but he doesn't start off as likable, and uh, slowly throughout the show, he evolves because he lets he's kind of like a uh, 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 everybody in the anime is kind of a reflection of Spike Spiegel. Whereas, if you remember in the episode with Jet. He learns to let go of his past because um, he was really in love with a, a woman named, I think her name was Eliza. Mm. And then he tracks her down, sees that she's with a man child, with this man child who constantly needs supervision and is always getting in trouble with the local gangs. Mm. And he's like, Why'd you give me up for this fucking rinky dink piece of shit? And she's like, Because it's the life I chose. And you were controlling my life. And this is the this is the life I'm choosing to have because I don't want somebody dictating to me how to live. And mm. I was like, that's amazing. And then he learns to let go. In this, in the live action anime, I don't know, like 
he tra- pl- plus he tra- has that badass showdown with that guy who had the the uh what's it called um uh, the uh, it was uh, the guy who had the 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 Danny Trejo throwing knives oh <laughs> that's right who his partner blew off his arm if you remember that episode that takes place in a in a giant ship mm. uh in a prison ship they cut the corners here Sorry, I feel like I, I mixed two points up. But the original point was I saw that they cut the corners because he has a showdown with that guy um, with the throwing stars on a prison ship, but they cut it and they had him uh, fight at the docks. And I'm like, ah, you couldn't spring for a fucking prison ship. <laughs> you couldn't pr- spring for they're, they're, the space battles in this are at a, very much at a minimum because the the effects are i think the the special effects are surprisingly good hmm. for this show yeah they look a little cartoony they look a little campy but overall i think they fit the the look of the show hmm what bothers me with everything else is that everything else kind of looks cheap i mean vicious his costume whew, holy crap that wig <laughs> is straight out of uh, party central for real it's just like it looks like a, a halloween pop-up store Woo. even his fucking he even his the fact that he tucks his his pants into his boots i'm like <laughs> oh that's so like come on <laughs> Are people still rocking the marine look in the, in the year three thousand? <laughs> oh God, it's uh, yeah, it, it it's it's jarring. I mean, this is I don't know. It for me, I, I I'm just completely pushed out of the whole universe and mystique of Cowboy Bebop. Um, just just by the way it's presented by Netflix if there there are a few moments here and there where I'm able to delve in for a little bit for example in the second episode when we get to meet um, the owner of that bar Anna uh, full name Anastasia yes uh, <laughs> the way that this she... one's for Mao <laughs> The way that uh, the actress is playing her um, and in her interactions with Spike, uh, I found that whole scene engaging. Um, she brought a she brought a gravitas to that uh, interaction that I was just like, okay, this this is what bebop is. It's about real life interactions and relationships and pain and betrayal uh kind of uh painted onto the screen in this cool uh dark bar jazzy music kind of uh tableau it, it's that's what it is and then as soon as the scene ended i was like kicked out again and i was just like oh damn it you know um I'm, uh, I've seen that 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 um. That actress before, uh, I've seen her in The Devil's Advocate. Oh um, yes, that's yes. right. <laughs> uh, um, her name is Tam. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Her name is Tamara Tooney. Um, I have had a crush on her ever since I saw The Devil's Advocate, and that crush uh, continues. 
hold on you developed a crush on her from devil's advocate even even after that uh, demon transformation scene yeah she turned into demon face i was like <laughs> fuck it man she's just misunderstood man <laughs> god damn <laughs> so she's got a little bit of a temper who hasn't been there honestly come on when have you when haven't you like you know uh, gotten like so sexually charged that your face turned into demon face oh my god uh you know you know buddy i think uh i think i'm starting to realize some of the origins of perhaps some of your past toxic uh, relationships oh shut up <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'll date, you know, I'll date a demon woman, whatever. You know, <laughs> what could possibly happen? You know, I can change her, change her, change her, change. Next thing I know, I'm rolling up on your block. I've got like three arrows in my back, and I'm like, "Hey, you gotta hide me, man." <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ again. Yeah. I overcooked the chicken, you know. <laughs> oh my god. All right, I'll break out the first aid kit. <laughs> I'm just sewing you up. The real folk blues. Oh man. And if you tell me I sing off key, I'll punch you in the throat. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I know I know. we talked about it in the past episode during the warm-up, but I got to reiterate it again. I'm, I, didn't, I do not like the chummy relationship that Spike and Faye have. Oh, yeah? For one, for one uh, so far in the past eight episodes that I've watched, they never ref- they never reference uh, Faye's gambling problem, hmm. which I'm like, that's a cornerstone of the character. Yep. Like, that's such a great uh, fucking character uh, quirk about them is that they have like this incessant gambling problem. Hold on a second. Hmm. Oh. But anyways, where were we before I started turning into a monster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate how, how fucking how chummy. <laughs> Dude, are you okay? <laughs> like, like what just happened over the last two minutes? I, not, I don't know how to react. <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. It's just when I get really stressed, I get like bad. Uh, what's it called? Ajita. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Ajita is, huh? Yeah. It's heartburn. Ah. I got such bad heartburn now. Ah, okay, okay. Well, but yeah. Let's channel that. Let's channel that into the podcast. You were. <laughs> You were commenting about um, Faye and Spike's uh, relationship and the quirk of gambling. Yes. Um, she's not a gambler. Um, she's more of a kind of like, hey, let's all be pals. Huh? <laughs> Let, let's go on this journey together. Let, let's be bounty hunters together. And uh, And that actress is 
she fucking all right everyone in this show brings their a game hmm. do they not like i thought for a second i was just like yeah, it took me a few episodes to get into this new spike spiegel who is kind of he's less like laconic and kind of reserved and quiet hmm. and like uh, is a man of few words and now he's more smart assy <laughs> Did you notice that? Were you or that? Were you never on board with the John Cho uh, interpretation of Spike Spiegel? I I think that he's doing a, a good job with what he's being given. Um, to translate Spike Spiegel from the anime to live action, it's uh, there are a lot of choices that an actor can make. Let's put it that way. Um, there are times when John Cho's interpretation, I'm just like, wow, he's really kind of pulling some Spike Spiegel uh, from from the anime and putting it on screen. And then there are other times I'm just like, all right, this is a guy who's cosplaying as Spike Spiegel. Oh. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, and and no insult to, to John Cho. It's just, it, it's probably the way that things are edited um, or the way things are shot in, at any particular moment. Um, again, hearkening back to the scene between Spike and Anna, uh, I feel like so far, that's the most spike that I've seen. Um, and I kind of dug, uh, every once in a while, there's a little sparkle of something that I like. I kind of dug when he was leaving and she was just like, so what's what's next for you, Fearless? Or, or no, she was, just, she was just like, so will I ever see you again, Fearless? And he says, Fearless is dead. I go by Spike Spiegel these days. I was just like, huh. That's really kind of interesting. And and um, therein, you touched on something that I I, I dislike. Mm. I hate that they changed his name. I hate that they gave him this new title as Fearless. Um, I think that is a really silly, uh, kind of uh, silly and not in a good way choice. Because, uh, like, do all syndicate members have like silly code names like or is somebody named uh um you know tight johnny tight lips uh, <laughs> jimmy the squealer you know i spike's I think, gotta be fearless <laughs> well i mean here here we have the main villain uh, supposed villain who's named vicious you know i doubt that's his i doubt that that's his birth name um so that probably works out to some syndicate code name, you know, and especially since we know the backstory where they were, you know, they used to be boys. They had a podcast and everything. And <laughs> so they were probably known as like vicious and fearless or fearless and vicious. You know, it's like you send those two guys out and like shit's going to get done, you know, fearless and vicious in the morning <laughs> on radio free Brooklyn, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, like that—that's one of those things where I, I was like, they didn't—they didn't need to rationalize things. That's kind of like, you know, giving Solo uh, a reason for his, why his name is Han Solo. <laughs> oh wow! Like, you don't need to—you don't need to translate that shit. You know, mm. like if his name is Vicious, it's because it's Vicious. And if he has a real name, uh, you know, you mention it offhand, like especially like they introduced the character of Gren. Which was like, whoa, this is a different version of Gren. Mm. 
And I'm like, if they were fighting, if they were fighting together on the on Titan in the Titan War, which they haven't touched on yet, hmm. at least not that I've seen in the episodes that I've seen. Uh, and they gave him the title of Vicious. I'm like, it's a war name. It's like it's a soldier name. It, that's that's cool. And if they if they mention his real name off the cuff, there's just like there goes Peter. You know, <laughs> then, then that's fine. But they don't need to do that with Spike Spiegel. Like I, his name is Spike Spiegel. It's cool. You don't give need to give him like his name is already cool. Don't give him fearless because then you're just like, oh, we're putting on a costume play rendition of Cowboy Bebop. You know, get your LARPing buddies together. We're all going to play in the park. Right. It's all going to be a LARPing good time. But is Cowboy it the, Bebop style, yeah. Is it? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but isn't this what this is really? I mean, it's. I mean, what? I mean, if if I can get just a little deeper into it, what do you think Netflix is hoping to achieve with this series? You know, bes- uh, besides I, money. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I, I, and the thing about it is that this show seems to already have fans. Like, if you guys are fans of this, sh- like, if any of you listeners out there are fans of the new Cowboy Bebop show, more power to you, you know. Uh, but it, it's just a huge divergence from the original source material. Mm. Uh, also, it, it, parts of it feel like lazy writing. Like there's a moment where, um, again, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I'm, there's gonna be mild spoilers, yeah, go but Faye, Faye Valentine in the anime, uh, in the anime, you know that she has a backstory. Her backstory was she, she was in a, um, a gate accident, a, the 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 you know the space gate accident, and she was put on ice. She was put on cryo freeze, and they woke her up like 200 years later. Mm. so um and, and she doesn't remember who she is now in the live action show they sh- in in the anime they showed that whole scene they showed mm. her waking up from the ice um they talked about what that she owes so much money to the to the hospital establishment and kind of like a knock at capitalism because uh, because now she she wakes up indebted to the system. Wow. And in the show, they never mention her debts, or at least they haven't yet. And uh, and she talks about it. She doesn't. They don't show it. They just she just talks about it. And I was like, ah, they couldn't afford that scene, huh? They couldn't <laughs> afford a. a a Faye, a Faye Valentine being, being uh, awoken from the ice scene with the doctors like trying to wake her, like getting her awake with the, the use of technology. They can uh, afford a bed that lifts up from liquid. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like she talks about it and I'm just like, no, 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 this isn't. You're violating the rule of like fucking cinema, which is like show. Don't tell. Yeah. Because yeah. then it makes it kind of like it kind of makes it like that scene in uh, in Attack of the Clones where uh, Obi Wan and Anakin, you know which one I'm talking about, they're reminiscing about like the times that they've saved each other's asses, 
and then it's just like, oh, that time where you saved me from that nest of gun darks. That, <laughs> that, 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 that was, that was your fault. That wasn't, I'm just like, this isn't how normal people talk, A. <laughs> and, and B, why are you, this is, this, this, it sucks. Like, I get no sense of camaraderie or brotherhood from them. I want to see them save each other. Like, and then George Lucas, he he doesn't understand that. He he's just like, uh, whatever. You know, they talk about how 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 much friends they are. But dude, uh, don't they you don't rem- need to see it, dude? Don't you remember that time when you and I were having lunch on Kitanamoidia and those fucking wildebeests jumped through the window and we had to look. Find don't our remind way me of that. Look, man, <laughs> don't remind me. Uh, you're the one that owed them like five hundred uh, solaris, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then they they only came through the window because they were after you. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, I I uh, how was I to know that they wanted it like right then and there? You know, I was just there having a nice lunch. They ripped my balls off, man. Oh. They put them back, but they're not the same. Well, look, so they're reversed. So what? Yeah. You know, if you don't point it out, nobody else is going to notice. They gave me somebody else's balls. Now I don't know. Who I'm shooting at. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Next thing I know, you know, I have my next door neighbor's kids. Oh, man. Oh. (laughs) He owed them, too. Hey, that's uh, I th- I think you just wrote a new uh, sitcom right there. You yeah, know, that's right. It's called <laughs> "This Is How Real People Talk." <laughs> oh, God. oh man! But uh, so this is what this is what happens in some of the latter episodes of uh, Bebop. Uh, you were now you brought up an interesting point, uh, several, but I- this one in particular. Um, you you took a swipe at me saying that you know i i invested time in watching another life uh the the um the series the sci-fi series quote-unquote starring uh, starbuck yes i uh i I am a big fan of katie sackoff right Mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of, of battlestar galactica uh, I watched uh, the first few episodes of Another Life, and I was like, "Why, why, why, why?" <laughs> and then she did a second season, and I'm just like, "Who <laughs> did she lose a bet? This that show is terrible." And you know, when I told you, I was just like, "We gotta watch Cowboy Bebop." I was really hoping that. The two of I'm sorry. I'm sorry to put you on blast. I was really <laughs> I was really hoping that the two of us would watch it together like brothers in arms. And then you were just like after the second episode, you were like, nah, I quit. And I'm just like, I'm seven episodes deep, my friend. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but I quit. Uh, so I'm just like, you <laughs> and and I'm like, come on, man! Like, you you invest so much time in watching. Like, you'll be like, fucking, I watch Andromeda, totally. I I watch I watch it again and again and again. 
I will watch another life. Uh, you know, I will watch <laughs> shitty sci-fi TV shows to their completion. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm not lumping Star Trek into that because I'm still hoping that we, uh, we can launch a Patreon platform where we talk Star Trek. Hey, listeners, if you are interested in listening to us debate about Star Trek episodes from from the first episode of The Next Generation, you throw a little money our way. <laughs> we won't tell nobody, but you'll be listening to fresh content to me and Ernesto arguing over the merits of Star Trek. Anyways, um, listen to the Radio Free Brooklyn uh, mm-hmm. streaming platform. Uh, download the Radio, <laughs> the Radio Free Brooklyn app. And, of course, find us uh, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on iTunes. Anyway, um, but going back to that, uh, you will watch all those shitty uh, sci-fi TV shows and the shitty shows uh, to their completion. And yet you uh, – <laughs> your logic is so – like, I'm just like, come on, man. Come on. Watch, watch Bebop. You're like, nah. Come on, watch it. Nah. <laughs> well, I do not deny that I will watch shitty sci-fi uh, till till it fucking just hits the ocean. It just that's just a flaming plane going right into the uh, Bermuda Triangle. It's true. It's true. That's um, it's how I roll. It's how I roll. But the the thing about that uh, with the. <laughs> With things like Another Life and uh, Earth Final Conflict and uh, and other such uh, works, uh, is that they're not preceded by um, wonderful source material. They're original works that, unfortunately, aren't executed in the um, in the highest of calibers. Let's let's put it that way. So that's. That's what ha- I can enjoy it just for that. I was just like, this is this is an original mess, and since I've already invested, you know, two three episodes of watching this, I've come to know certain characters' names. I'm involved now. I got to see it to the end. Where, <laughs> whereas with Cowboy Bebop, you know, it's like it. it oh man, it's it's like taking. It's like taking the original trilogy of Star Wars and the and the feeling and the wonder that it generated back in the day when it first came out in the late 70s and then forcing you to watch the 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 version that's delivered by Wish. It's like okay, you, you okay, can't you okay. can't do it. That's that's just how I feel right now. Maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know, but it's it's just how I feel. Okay, but th- the thing is, dude, you have at, at some point. This is how I approach it. I'm just like I'm just watching another show, mm. right? I'm watching someone's idea of this show, but it's different. uh, someone's idea of the anime but it's definitely different and look do i like it right now no (laughs) there there are definitely moments where i'm just like "Ooh, that's nice specifically like 
I was thinking to myself uh, with Faye Valentine, there are moments with Faye Valentine where I'm just like, that's actually pretty good. That's a, that's what I like. They give they make Fa- Faye Valentine kind of a ladies girl. You know, she's just like going around sleeping with ladies. You know, she's like a lady killer, which I'm just like, hmm. I like that. I like that. That works. Uh, then they changed the character of like the guy that scammed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that guy that scammed her? Like he was drawn like George Clooney. His name was Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. Yeah. Uh, he, they changed her into, uh, they, they changed that character into a woman who lied about being her mom. And, and they, the lines that they give this woman, (laughs) dear God, the dialogue in this fucking show. (laughs) It, 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 it's, it's frustrating and it's like. How did this even pass like a writer's room? How did nobody in the writer's room been like, hey, that line that you wrote? Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Um, let's make it, but better, you know? Hmm. Nobody said that in the writer's room uh, because there's some, li- there's some lines of dialogue in this that are just god awful. And, and then um, uh, th- there is one thing that they nailed, uh, which is Faye Valentine's, uh, the video that she sends herself through the videotape, the VHS. Oh, God. They did that? They did that, and they nailed it. Whoa. It, perhaps, that's perhaps the best moment of that episode when she puts on the video and you see her as a little girl. I'm like, A, that girl is too good for this show. <laughs> the girl that they played for Young Faye. Also, Faye Val- the actress that's playing Faye Valentine is too good for the show. Everybody's too good for the show. <laughs> and I'm including the M- the MVP of that show, Mustafa Shakir. Of course. Uh, who plays Jet Black. Holy shit, is he great. Um, even though, God, God, they change, the way they change his character, I'm like, this doesn't contribute anything to his story. Uh, it just makes him terrible. He's like a deadbeat dad. Um, but anyways... Uh, I digress. I was like, all right, real quick, Ernesto, how do you think we, if you were to be given the Cowboy Bebop source material and you were like, make a lot, if somebody, uh, uh, some net, some network people told you, make a show out of this, how would you translate that? How would you stay away from the campiness and the, like, the, 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 the cheap look of the costumes and shit like that? <laughs> Oh my God! Um, first of all, if somebody uh, gave me the source material to work uh, to work with and to make a show, I would look at them like they're complete madmen because I was just like, uh, "Do you know who I am? Do you know the shows that I watch? Like, do you listen?" <laughs> I've to heard the book? <laughs> they heard your pitch about Friends, your dark pitch of Friends, <laughs> oh, and then God. they were like, <laughs> "And if you want to hear that, go listen to our old episodes. They're right there." <laughs> I can't believe that shit still exists. <laughs> oh, God. They heard your dark pitch of friends, and they were like, this is a guy that understands Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> D- like, go like go nuts. Oh, God. Um, do you know how you, you would try to save the show? How would you do it? Oh, man. Um, if it, Oh, fuck. 
I, I know how I would do it. Uh, I just, I'm curious to know if, if, do you want me to go first? I feel like this is such a, a bait and switch kind of like I question. Th- I think you should go first because I, okay. I, I am at a loss. Um, uh, a, this is, uh, I wouldn't do it on a platform like Netflix. Netflix has historically treated its anime, uh, translations into live action as shit. Uh, if you don't believe me, go watch bleach, go watch uh, death note, hmm. go watch those live action, uh, go watch those live action anime shows. They're God awful. I would uh, stream it on a on a platform like Apple TV. They throw mo- like from what I've seen mm. of their shows, they throw money. Yes, at their at their uh, TV shows like uh, that show Foundation. Holy fuck! Oh yes, yes. I was blown. I was just like, I'm watching. Okay, so I'm watching a movie. I'm watching <laughs> a movie, and it's really well written and it's really well acted. Um, so I would, I would do that. I would cast the same cast and do that. Uh, a, I would not have the character. I would not have Spike Spiegel wearing the blue suit all the time. Mm. The blue suit would only come out when he would, uh, fight, uh, when he would, uh, go into fighting very specific characters. A, he'd be fighting vicious in that suit. Mm. He'd be fighting, uh, Piero LeFou. I haven't even gotten to the Pierre LeFou episode. And I'm so scared of that because <laughs> uh, I know I, just from the costume design, I'm like, oh my god. Um, and uh, vicious is gonna vicious has to be like a Darth Vader. They have to know we have to Nolanize. Yes. And I hate to use. I, I hate to. <laughs> I hate to use Nolan, Christopher Nolan because I feel like he's such a boring director. Mm. Uh, maybe Denis Villeneuve it. Uh, where I would just like bring it back down to earth, um, like not make it so campy, right? Hmm. I I'd, I'd bring a, a, like I'd have all the humor kind of like rise up organically instead of everything sounds so fucking all the all the jokes and everything sounds so forced. Yeah, and you know, and the I I would definitely have a more antagonistic relationship between uh, Spike and Faye. Like their relationship in the anime, I would still keep that. Like they they don't like each other. She doesn't like she doesn't like both of them. She thinks they're like fucking uh, like dipshits, mm-hmm. and she's willing to like backstab them and screw them out of. Uh, at a moment's notice, yep. you know, where she like ditches straight up ditches them and goes gambling, you know, <laughs> and then she comes back and she's like, haha, I'm sorry. I stole everything from you, you know, and then they'll be in the middle of a pickle and they'll need her help. Uh, and then that whole fearless shit, I would drop <laughs> like a bag <laughs> of hot rocks <laughs> <laughs> and I would have spikes, uh, spikes story like hinted at, but never shown. Also, I like the fact that they gave Julia more to do, but I also don't care for Julia. For, for, by them giving her more to do, it it shatters the mystique that Julia had in the anime. She was sort of like she was this uh, object of obsession for Spike as well as Vicious, and we knew so little about her. Um, you only got 
you only got most of the time you got this impression that she was this femme fatale that just would stun every man in whatever room she walked in and then as the series progressed you also started to learn that she had a uh, uh, this softer side of more vulnerable side the kind of side that you fall in love with because because she showed it to you and makes you feel like you're special and that's that's something that both spike and somehow vicious probably vicious not as much because he seems like the possessive type he's just like you're my you're my prize and nobody touches you whereas spike is like you know i finally found a iota of love and caring and actually feeling like a human being in this world and this woman and the way she she's kind of depicted thus far for me again i'm only two episodes in uh she's just like she's just like some woman who's hanging out with gangsters that's it that's the thing is like they make her kind of like the they make her like this abused mm. like gangster's wife and i'm like ah i just and i know some i know that there is something that happens in the last few episodes that changes her character completely and i i really i i actually that's that's the reason why i'm still watching this show because i'm just like how are they going to handle this i know the last episode handles uh, talks about uh does ballad of fallen angels i wonder what that's going to be like um but so far i haven't seen anything that it, that brings kind of like any strength to that character if i were to change that character like if they were to give me money and change that character i would have her not be vicious's wife i would have her be a woman that is in a small town hiding and being really skit like you know carving out a living but then all of a sudden uh oh she's discovered right what is she going to have to do how is she going to have to cover her tracks how is she going to have to like kill her way into living the life that she feels that she deserves and I feel like that would have been better because when we find uh, uh, L Julia in the anime, she's already on the run. Mm. I'm like, that's what it should have been. She should be like on the run, like trying to make a living somewhere. And then, you know, she brings unwanted attention to herself because she's just got like this magnetic energy, you mm. know, and like, you know, she has, you know, um, maybe she's killing a few toxic males on the way um that would be pretty cool but you know to make her be like oh i gotta escape vicious you know i i gotta get out of this life it's like come on man like this is some bullshit yeah yeah totally <laughs> totally yeah that's part of what snaps me out i'm just like this isn't bebop this is something else mm. <laughs> this is bebop redux is what it is yeah it's like Bebop if it like became a Mormon. Like it's like your something about you is a little different. It's like why? Uh, I mean, I'm still into jazz. I'm also into Joseph Smith. Have it's you heard about the oh book God. of Latter Day Saints? I'm just uh. like you're different. <laughs> I don't know what's with you, but something about you is off, pal. Jesus. 
before we we go, can we talk a little bit about um, the Matrix? It's almost upon us. Oh my God! Resurrections. Oh my God! I can't wait. Did you you saw the um, the new little teaser that they dropped this past week? Yes, I did. I did. Uh, and uh, it, it was like a second's worth of new shit, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> fucking nerd out. Um, uh, I, I'm really excited for that. Also, all right. Here's another thing that I I think that both of us should check out. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna I want us to check out the new Blade Runner Black Lotus show. Oh, what do you what do you think? I didn't know that this was a thing. When does this drop? Yeah, uh, it already dropped. Uh, you know, Adult Swim dropped a few episodes already. Um, I think we should we should uh, check it out and talk about it. I'm down. I'm so down. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> um, I'm really excited because uh, <laughs> I haven't watched a single episode. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Anything set in the Blade Runner universe. Yes. You know? <laughs> super, super cool. Hot robot on uh, robot action, my friend. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, come on! They look human. You know? <laughs> oh well, it's not that... all nuts and bolts with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pulling on wires and shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Yikes! Yowza! <laughs> that's what get my. That's what gets my goat. Oh, Jesus! Oh, freak! <laughs> freak! Like Ed two oh nine, swing that over here. Oh jeez, <laughs> you have no shame. No, I do not. I am a robosexual man. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, go back. Going back to the Matrix. Um, what did you think about? Uh, you, first, we saw Trinity melting. Yes, that's that was the one second of like new information, and I'm like, what the fuck was that about? There, uh, Neo, we're going to be traveling with Neo on a whole other level of being mind-fucked. Um, I love that no matter... With all the material that's been released thus far, with the teaser website, with the full trailer, and now this teaser uh, snippet that they dropped this week, that we still don't know what the hell is going on. It's mostly shrouded in mystery. And for me, that's a real good sign because that's that's kind of what got me about the first film it was a lot of cool visuals a lot of questions and you just walked into the theater like what is this and then they finally explained it to you um it's a little different because you know we know these characters we we kind of know what the backstory is but the the final the third film uh revolutions seem to have wrapped everything up in in a bow and this film is like no not really no yeah exactly <laughs> so we're gonna we have to just to find out what the fuck happened uh is is just gonna be we're gonna be obsessed uh, that's uh, it, we're already obsessed but we're gonna be even more obsessed i mean the fact that it's gonna be in theaters and we're gonna be there day one and then you could we could literally go home 
and just yeah, watch no, it. Dude, I'm going to watch it 500 times. <laughs> it's like, as soon as I get home, I'm going to watch it like three more times. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I think I might go dressed just in in Matrix leather fetish gear. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go dressed in, le- in leather. Uh, I, I'm gonna go dressed as like uh in in the spirit of the Matrix when I go to see it. Uh, hell, if it's a night show, I'll wear my sunglasses at night. I don't care, you know. Um, but I'm 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 really I'm gonna be really excited. Uh, my big fear. <laughs> I'm tell you, I have a big, I have a big fear about this, about this movie, and it's that they will new nightmare it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> that that's what I'm afraid of because, um. You know, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about New Nightmare, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, where they made uh, Freddy a meta character. And they like the people who worked on the Nightmare on Elm Street TV series were haunted by a spirit taking the former Freddy Krueger. And I'm the, the thing that made me wonder about that was the guy that goes like, we're going back, back to the Matrix. And I'm just like, is this a universe where the Matrix never existed and they're playing it like completely straight? And like they're just imagining that a Matrix existed. That's the thing that would I'd be like, oh, that would hurt me. (laughs) I think I think that they're trying to convince Neo of that. I don't think that they'll actually, you know, like retcon it and 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 do that sort of thing, because I have the impression that Neo is back at the software company that he was working on he was working for in the first film yeah metacortex right yeah yeah i think i think that's such a nerd yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think i think that's what's going on and he's you know he's getting he's going to therapy because you know something's not right he's all hopped up on blue blue pills and shit you know hopped up on goofballs (laughs) god damn it neo you said you'd quit (laughs) all right i think that's a good place to cap it all right so from both of us here i have been pav and i've been ernesto and together we've been the robots versus taxes program on radio free brooklyn that's right here and while you're out there you could try keeping it real but you should try keeping it right song of the week
Shut up.